Are you a PhD, postdoc, or MD interested in transitioning into management consulting? Apply to Link to LEK by March 12th, 2023. What is Link to LEK? Well, it's an opportunity for advanced degree students to get to know LEK and the type of strategy consulting work the firm does through a virtual two-day program. During the program, you'll network with LEK consultants and participate in a simulated strategy case modeled after the work done by LEK's life sciences team. But the best part of the program, you will receive the opportunity to an early interview for a full-time role with the firm ahead of the general recruiting cycle. Again, the program is open to current PhD, postdoc, or MD students interested in life sciences strategy consulting, ideally with a target graduation in 2024. So again, apply by March 12th. Click the link in the show notes or visit lek.com today to submit your application. Welcome back to Strategy Simplified. Today, I'm excited to bring you another installment of our coach interview series. In these conversations, we learn more about our coach's background, journey to MBB, and their case coaching philosophy. And this is a special unique episode as we hear from Kara Jefferson, who's had experience in both management strategy consulting and product management. She's going to help us make sense of the space, understand the similarities and differences in these two interview processes, and speak to how you can prepare for both. Considering product management? Well, then stay tuned to hear more about product sense, product execution, and targeted behavioral interviews in the product management space. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Kara, welcome to Strategy Simplified. So excited to have you on. Could you just kick us off with a quick high-level background about yourself? Yeah, certainly. Uh, my name is Kara. I'm originally from Oklahoma City. I got my first bachelor's at Washington University in St. Louis, where I studied biology on the pre-med track, so a little bit of career switching there. Uh, after graduating, I spent some time as an associate consultant at Bain. Um, and then after that, I moved over to Walmart Data Ventures, where I currently worked as a de- technical product manager. Okay, you said your first bachelor's. So where's the where's the other degree? Are we, <laughs> are we missing a part of that story? We are, we are. So actually, as of uh, Monday, I started a second bachelor's degree in computer science at Oregon State University. So I've been wanting to go back to school for quite some time. Um, and decided to just go ahead and do that after I left Maine. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm excited to hear a little bit later about how that relates and in, 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 to your future plans. But I want to start at the beginning there. You know, you said that um, after your first bachelor's, you had the brief stint uh, at Bain before joining Walmart. Um, so uh, for those who are at that point in their journey, what would it what would be your kind of top one or two top tips for you know recruiting out of undergrad to be able to land one of those coveted positions? Yeah, certainly. So for um, many of the large consulting firms thinking about Bain, McKinsey, BCG, they have pretty um, straightforward and well, depending on like the undergrad that you're coming from, they have pretty streamlined recruiting processes. And so I, it was my junior or so year of undergrad, the first semester that I became interested in it. Um, and then a lot of the like bigger firms as well, MVB as well as Deloitte and others, 
they had campus visits where I sort of sat in and learned about management consulting. I learned about how much mentorship that you can get just straight out of an under, undergrad, how much visibility that you can get um, at a point of your career that's much earlier than you may have if you started directly in industry. Mm-hmm. And at that period, I wasn't, I had a an interest in technology, but I wasn't a hundred percent for sure that I wanted to start with that out of undergrad. And so I sort of saw it as an opportunity um, to be able to uh, have some more optionality, get mentorship from people who have a similar background to me. Um, and so from there, I decided to recruit full time. I had some friends who were interning there or starting in uh, one of the offices that my school recruited for. Um, it was started with uh, behavioral and case interviews. We had two we had two interviews there. Um, and then I ended up getting the offer and accepted that full time. So I didn't do the internship. I was at another consulting firm for my internship. Uh, but then I started full time at Bain uh, down in the Dallas office. Mm. Well, I, I'm excited to spend the majority of our time talking uh, around your next step after that, moving into product management. But it's really interesting and unique to be able to hear you talk through your time, both in consulting and product management. Um, As time has gone on, these two career pathways, the recruiting process and and the interviews have become more similar, right? Um, I think more and more industries, more and more companies are seeing the benefit of the case interview process to be able to actually test and get a preview of what, of what, uh, what their future employees are going to be like on the job. And product management is one of those areas where um, we've seen a lot of increasing synergy over time um, in, the, in the recruitment process and case interviewing. Um, and so, you know, first, uh, I'm excited to get there. But before we do, I uh, just want to dive into a little bit more of your mindset about your journey and why you made the decision to pivot, uh, what your thought process was at that point and how you landed at Walmart. Certainly. I I think I was always interested in technology and product management. Um, I was recruiting primarily for consulting my junior year of undergrad, but I think when I got into my senior year, um, and especially after I uh, went through the whole consulting recruiting process, I started tinkering around a lot in the startup space. So I've been interested in small businesses, interested in technology. So I took web development classes. I took discrete math classes in undergrad, uh, sort of after I got uh, my offer to join Bain. Um, and I liked that it gave me bandwidth to work with my other classmates on products and projects that um, otherwise I would be um, really narrowly focused on recruiting. So I think that um, throughout the process of recruiting for both of those career paths, my junior year and my senior year, I, I definitely saw that overlap that you're talking about. And I think that for me, um, I just continued to work on like my technical skills over time, not only when I was a student, but also in the nights and the weekends uh, while I was working at Bain. So uh, always during staffing, my uh, preferences were working in a technology industry or um, helping with uh, digital transformations or just anything that um, could sort of, I could sort of say fit into the product management toolkit. Um, when I was in interviews, helped to sort of make that connection between what I was able to learn while I was a consultant at Bain um, and how I can sort of apply those skill sets um, when I was a product manager. And so when I actually got the inter- initial interview for Walmart, I wasn't actively looking at that time. I think that I wasn't I was about a year and a half or so 
in Tibet. And I had been thinking about, you know, whether I wanted to push for um, SAC or thinking about MBA. So those were my kind of thought processes at that time. Uh, but I think I had a kind of serendipitous moment. I, I, I realized for the listeners, it's not going to be uh, super repeatable, but actually my now manager, he reached out to me directly on LinkedIn um, and asked me if I was interested in this opportunity. He was um, he was starting up this brand new team to build data pipelines between uh, Walmart's first party transaction data and suppliers who are interested uh, in that information so that they can optimize their sales. And so he was pretty much handpicking people to join that team. And for whatever reason, the LinkedIn algorithm or like, I don't know what keywords um, allowed me to sort of pop up in that search query, but um, he kind of reached out to me directly. Um, but there's a lot of other ways that people uh, can break into product management. I know lots of people who uh, worked at Abain or McKinsey beforehand. Um, and so I was in the process of sort of networking with those people, getting those referrals, um, and practicing some of that, some of those pitches, like why product management or like what skills can be transferable. Um, but I kind of got, got lucky, I think, in the sense of uh, someone reaching out to me and, and sort of starting that relationship through LinkedIn. Oh, that is quite serendipitous indeed. Yeah. Uh, that That is a lovely story. Um, if everyone could be so lucky. But in fact, as you said, there's lots of different ways to break into the field. And it doesn't need to be preceded by consulting by any degree, right? So if you were to put yourself in the shoes of someone who early in their career is deciding between management strategy consulting or product management, what, how would you help them differentiate between these two paths? What should be the things they're thinking about? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, um, I would ask them to what degree they have an interest in technology specifically. Um, and by that, I mean that if someone is has a large interest in technology, maybe they have a technical background, maybe they get the most energy thinking about uh, technical questions, sort of like the how around different products that get released. Um, I would most likely urge that person to explore a career um, in the technology industry directly, whether it's doing something technical as a as a programmer or most likely um, someone who is a product manager or a designer. There's a lot of uh, various business roles. But in general, if someone has a strong interest in technology, um, then I would urge them to pursue that path. But for myself, and I think a lot of people who are interested in consulting and would be a good fit for consulting, they're not quite sure what they want to do, right? If they're just graduating, they're in their early 20s and they want uh, to explore, sure, technology, but then also maybe they want to recruit for private equity a couple of years after um, after they finish their years in consulting. Or maybe they um, are interested in entrepreneurship or they um, like oil and gas or energy, or there's so many other industries and functions to explore. And I would say if someone is not totally sold on technology and they want sort of a broad exposure to different industries um, and functions, then I would say that's kind of the distinction between product management, you're primarily working in tech, um, and then consulting, you're able to explore a lot of different industries. And then another thing that I would add on to that is scope. So within product management, you are responsible for the, setting the strategy and the vision of a particular feature, or if you're more senior, then it'll be um, a feature suite or a product suite. And that encompasses everything from 
putting together the idea for a product, um, interviewing customers, being responsible for defining what that feature will mean, and then also supporting any other go-to-market activities related to it, depending on how else is on your team. Like if your team doesn't have a product marketer, guess who's doing the product marketing? Um, that'll be all the product, the, all the product manager's responsibility. So, and then they will be evaluated based on how successful that product is. However, your company, um, that you're at chooses to measure that. It could be usage based. It could be revenue based. So you're really judged on specifically outcomes versus in my time in consulting. It's much different because you sort of come in uh, to an initiative that's been scoped and identified by someone else. Um, and you sort of are, are putting together, especially at the more junior levels, analyses to support a recommendation that someone more senior than you is, push, is pitching to the client. Um, and then after that, once the project is done and the engagement is over, you don't quite uh, know what the outcome is. Maybe they follow the recommendation. Maybe they modify it. Uh, so you, you're not really sure or you don't get that like end to end experience of putting together a, a brand new initiative, building it and then sort of seeing it through. And I think that seeing it through and that accountability is something that I was missing consulting. Absolutely. I mean, if I tell me if you think this is fair, but what I heard from what you're saying kind of revolves around ownership and execution. So like as a product manager, you get to own it, you get to lead it, you get to do all the parts and, and you, you get to actually do it, you get to execute on it, you're just not creating the strategy or the vision, you are seeing that come to fruition, you have to make it reality. Um, in consulting, we often tell other people what to do and hope that they do it. Uh, and you're somewhere on the totem pole in the group process to be able to do so. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm sure at this point, we're piquing some people's interest and curiosity about product management. Want to dive in a little bit further? Let's just start basics, Kara, 101 with the lingo and the language. So mm -hmm. PM, if I say PM to you, does that mean product manager or project manager? What kind of language do have you used at Walmart and the industry at large? Yeah, there's no alignment in regards to what PM means. Um, I, I find that I always have to specify product management. Um, and then even then, there's so many different ways that um, firms define product management. Um, it's it's actually kind of crazy. I've seen job listings that say product slash project slash scrum master. Um, and basically, the difference between uh, these roles is that a product manager um, will come up with the vision for a product, an idea, and will specify what needs to be done. So they're asking a lot of the what questions. Mm. And then the project manager will be responsible um, for sort of setting accountability for different tasks and making sure these they get done at a specific timeline. And that can be similar at certain companies to a program manager, um, which is pretty, pretty much doing those project management-like tasks of just keeping people accountable, um, making sure that people are like doing their tasks on time. They will run like scrum meetings, for example, and those are um, daily meetings where engineers will sort of uh, congregate and the product manager will be there. The project manager will be going one by one, asking engineers like status of, of what they're up to um, and asking for story point updates and story points um, are when they estimate how long or how difficult things are to complete. 
And then a program manager, as I mentioned before, they're doing project management tasks across several teams. So they will be um, doing that process of keeping track of timelines uh, for several different um, scrum teams or several different products um, across the organization. And so those are the kind of distinctions there. Um, but different companies will sort of put more project management e uh Pass on the product manager as well, because at the end of the day, um, if a product fails or it falls through because a timeline is missed, it's not so much the, uh, it's not so much like on the project manager, it's on the product manager because ultimately like they're the one who's successful, who is responsible for the success of the product. Um, and so they're supposed to be distinct, but sometimes there can be some bleed over if, if, um, if a, if a product manager just, wants to connect on something or there needs to be more alignment. A lot of it is um, sort of centered around doing whatever is necessary for the product to succeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, how important has certifications been to you in this career process so far? And how do we think about that in this world of product management, project management, scrum master? Because it's not, it's not something critical on the career path in consulting. Yeah, for sure. I would say that there are some certifications that could be helpful for project slash program managers slash scrum managers. Um, those I have a little bit less visibility on. I know PMP was one of them, but for product managers specifically, mm-hmm. um, I've, I don't have any of those certifications. Um, I've talked to a few hiring managers and they don't really look at those certifications, mainly because a lot of those sort of product management classes um, are purely informational. So they can tell you about what it means to lead an engineering team or like about how you might think hypothetically about a problem. Uh, but ultimately, when hiring managers are looking at resumes or they're trying to figure out who they want to extend offers to, it's more about what things have they actually shipped or how do they actually think about um, and work through problems um, as we've seen directly. And so that's Uh, That's why I've never personally done any certifications and why I wouldn't necessarily um, recommend it to others. If anything, I would, if someone is looking for something else to put on their resume, like let's say um, they don't have a product management internship or they're not in a product role, but they want to recruit in that direction, I would say build their own product um, sort of on the side and talk about how you scoped out what problem there is to be addressed and how you would put together a solution for that. How did it go when you actually shipped it in terms of, do you acquire users? Is there any revenue that came from it? Um, Or did it kind of not pan out at all? So those are the kinds of things um, that I've seen people, including myself, be, be pretty successful with. And it doesn't even have to be like a software product or anything like that. You don't have to learn how to code. There's some no code software out there that you can use. It's just like drag, drag and drop. Or it can be just a random business um, that's not tech related at all that you can apply product management principles to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So many low code, no code platforms out there now to be able to experiment with. We'll be right back after this quick break. Are you looking to see if consulting is right for you without going through the rigorous recruiting process? Then check out Strategy Sprint, the one week virtual consulting project coming up May 22nd through the 26th. Not only does this program allow you to test drive the consulting experience to see if it's a good fit for you, but you also build strategy and analytic skills 
and add real-world consulting experience to your resume. In the program, you're staffed as a consultant in a team of six led by an MVP consultant to solve a real-world strategy problem for an actual client. Not only does the experience look great on your resume, but our resume editing team will even help you incorporate the experience onto your resume. Registration for Strategy Sprint is open and the price will increase $200 on March 1st. So make sure to apply and secure your spot before February 28th to lock in your seat at the lower rate. Again, the next Strategy Sprint program happens May 22nd to the 26th, 2023. Learn more and apply through the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the show. Would love if you could continue on that train of thought and talk a little bit about what are some of the top qualities that you think that, you know, aspiring product managers need and what are hirers looking for as they go through this recruitment process? Certainly. I would say that um, people should show a bias towards action when it comes to comes to product, especially coming from consulting or if they're not having a technical background, because I think that uh, a mistake I see in a lot of people, particularly my friends who um, are still in consulting, and they kind of want to make a similar uh, transition is an overemphasis on like the strategy side. Mm-hmm. If you're consulting or if you're in business, yes, the strategy side um, is great. And it's important to sort of define the right uh product to build or define what the um, what the right use cases should be. Um, but having some practice in the actual execution of some sort of idea is really um, what a lot of hiring managers look for. So if you have a side project, um, great that you did it, but then also have some bullet points about what was the outcome of that side project. Or if you have a class um, where you did a consulting engagement, like that could be great for a product management position. If you talk about how um, you sort of helped the client formulate a digital strategy or you gave them recommendations on like a market to enter, but then there are some actions that were taken and then what were the, what were the outcomes of those? So some in terms of what are hiring managers looking for, I would say in general, it could be uh, product sense in terms of Yes, the strategy, but then also execution. Have you actually built things? So that's one side of it. And then the other side is domain expertise. Uh, so for my current position, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned before, but I, in my casework was in the private equity group for the most part in the industrials and chemicals practice. And then I also led a work stream um, in a retail cost improvement uh, project. And so those two things um, ended up being really helpful during my interview process as well. So you could either A, show that you're a builder in some capacity, or B, uh, sort of flex whatever um, industry expertise that you may have gotten in your time in consulting or in whatever other job you had before. Mm, bias to action, domain expertise. Let's dive into this recruitment process a little bit more. Um, So a lot of what we talk about here on the podcast is around consulting interviews, um, case interview prep. And so help us understand through the recruitment process, um, what are some of the key differences of hiring and consulting versus trying to hire within product management? Got it. So hiring in consulting versus product management? Mm -hmm. What was it like? What were the differences like for you in that recruitment journey? Got it. Got it. I would say the differences for me in the recruitment journey is 
On the consulting side, you have the case interviews Mm -hmm. where the types of questions are like market entry, M&A, profitability, cost cutting, et cetera. There's a few different types. And then on the product management side, um, the types are a little bit more general than that. So they have something called product sense where they present you with some sort of user problem or something that they want you to design. Uh, So one really popular one is how would you design a clock for someone who's blind? Um, So they would give you some sort of prompt. And instead of uh, talking, uh, having a structure about um, how big is the market or like the financials, et cetera, you would have a structure about really digging deep into what are some of the pain points that the kind of users um, that the product is built for or who would the type of users would be for this particular product um, and really aim to understand um, what the use cases are for a, pr- a product that they ask you to build um, and then building out like sort of a preliminary design of how you would fix whatever is the user problem that's being presented to you. And so that's one piece of it. Another is something that they call product execution And this one is uh, much more tactical than anything that you would get in a consulting interview. So one example is, let's say you are a PM for a website um, and your page views dropped by 30% in a week or something like that. Um, For that kind of interview, you get really, really specific about how you would, how you would solve that problem. So first step, um, seeking to understand what is the circumstances of the issue. Uh, second, uh, first, that's the first step. And then second step is um, trying to diagnose where the issue came from. And then you would sort of step through your process for figuring out what caused the issue and then suggesting a way to uh, ameliorate that issue. So it's more, it's much more tactical and it's much more specific to um, how you would actually work day-to-day as a product manager. And then if you have experience as a product manager, um, then they're going to ask you more behavioral questions, but less so about yourself as a, as a person, not like what are your strengths and weaknesses, or um, I don't know, who would you have dinner with um, if you could choose? It's more asking about how you would lead teams. How do you convince a stakeholder um, to get buy-in for an idea that you pitch? What was a time that you've had to sort of um, pitch an idea to others and drive alignment. So a lot of questions around um, how you convince um, other people that this is the right thing to build, and then uh, how you work in terms of in terms of your teams to get a better understanding of what kind of leader you would be. Um, so that's a, I think another distinction that sort of comes in that usually in consulting um, doesn't come up as much. So did I hear you right that the three main categories here are product sense, product execution, and I'll call targeted behavioral questions? Yeah. Um, I feel like I heard in what you said still the three key themes that we talk a lot about in case interview prep around still needing to be structured, needing to be a good problem solver, and needing to exhibit clear uh, and, and compelling communication as you go through those conversations. Would you say that's still true? Oh, yeah, I, I would certainly agree that um, the, the questions themselves can be very different. But in terms of the delivery of um, how you answer, being a strong communicator, being able to com- uh, 
understand where people are, where people are coming from and what the issues that um, are presented to you are, and then communicating what your proposed solution in or solution is, is, is really important in both consulting as well as product management. Though in product management, you need just a little bit more uh, domain experience to um, understand like technical products and, and think about technical solutions. Um, and one uh, final thing that I'll mention there is that there are some companies um, that will ask you to explain basic internet concepts, like what is a web page? Um, how would you explain the internet um, to ensure that you sort of have the vocabulary of technology as well? And that could sort of be in the behavioral portion as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Domain expertise, vocabulary, that aspect to which you need to be able to operate within and between engineering and business, right? Technology and business. And as a key uh cog in that wheel there as a product manager. Um, is it fair to say, Kara, that these interviews need to be practiced for just like case interviews need to be practiced for? Absolutely. Um, just as much or even more, um, more than uh, consulting interviews. So similar to um, case interviews, they there is a certain cadence to a lot of them. Um, so there's a lot of sort of interview guides out there. I always recommend to people cracking the code, in, um, not cracking the code, but cracking the PM interview as like a first step. Um, there's entire books written on this concept and communities around uh, practice interviews. So it's certainly something that um, people take to the same degree of, of serious, seriousness as uh, case interviews for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and although there are some resources out there, and and we have some as well, right? A management mm-hmm. consulted. There are not a there's not a slew of product management case interview coaches out there. Um, but we're so glad to have you, Kara, here on with us at Management Consulted to be able to help prospective product managers through this process to be to be thinking through how to navigate through these discussions to be able to pull together their domain expertise, their vocabulary, to be able to work through product sense, product exploration, targeted behavioral questions. Um, and so, you know, you, you're, you're working with, with clients, people moving through this recruitment process. Um, for those that you work with, could you just share with us some of your top tips overall in terms of how to crack these product management interviews? Yeah, absolutely. I would say for each of the companies that you're interviewing at, I would make sure to really understand what products they have. So at some companies, this is much more difficult than others. For example, Google has like seven plus um, child companies and they each have uh, totally different business models. But it's important to sort of know what the different money makers are within a, a tech company. Um, as well as what the vision is for each of those different sub products, because much of the time they will ask you, like, for example, at Meta, they could ask you how you would change um, like the Facebook feed or how you would sort of improve um, whatever products that they have. So uh, there's additional research that I would recommend up front um, for each company that someone is interviewing at in terms of um, what is their product? What's the business model in terms of how they're making money? If their app is free, then being able to understand how they can generate revenue from that um, is super important because a lot of the times the um, the questions can sort of center around that or ask you to um, 
suggest what you like or dislike about them or um, suggest new ways that they can be improved either um, on the spot during a product sense interview. But a lot of these companies, especially for their APM intern and their APM um, interview loops, will ask you actually to do a lengthy take home assignment. Um, and so sometimes for those, it's a requirement before you get to the first round. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing those tips on a deal with everybody. Uh, and I understand that that you know you not only coach towards product management interviews, but you also coach towards case interviews, right? In the consulting sense, um, what's your what's your approach as a coach? What's your case coaching philosophy? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So my case coaching philosophy is to um, really understand where the other person is. Add in, in terms of their case preparation. So there's undergrad interviews and there's MBA interviews. Um, and I always ask them beforehand, what specifically, um, what specific feedback have you received um, so far? And then kind of, are there any specific interviews that they have um, coming up? And those can be really educational because I've had people recently tell me like, oh, actually I'm interviewing for a life sciences um, consulting firm. Uh, and so I kind of cater each individual interview to what that person's background is and what they're kind of um, going for, as well as I always have a few different uh, cases um, that I think could fit their background based on whether they want to work on their math or they want to work on um, their structuring. Or, or sometimes they just want an overall stretch case because they're coming up on a final round and really want to make sure that um, the hardest case they encounter is during the practice phase and not the actual. Uh, so I, I listen really deeply to um, what other people in terms of when they have sessions with me are concerned about, um, what are they like having up on, on their horizon the next weeks or months going into the recruiting um, and paying attention to what I think are their strengths um, and weaknesses and charting a little bit of a, of a path forward. And, and sometimes that's lead to sort of ongoing um, coaching conversations. Uh, so it can be either like a, a one-time session or a sort of series of, of practice sessions to get people um, as close to interview ready uh, before, their, before their interviews. I love that, Kara. I mean, I, I think that that type of individualization is what anybody would be looking for in a coach. Um, it, Anything else that's top of mind as as we you know are share about the recruitment process, interview preparation, or product management? One final thing that I think is important to highlight is that in the larger uh, tech companies, especially compared to um, management consulting, there's less formalized, narrow recruitment tracks. And, and by that, I mean that there won't be um, hordes of, of companies who are recruiting directly from, um, from like an undergrad school. There's a, a shorter list, I, I would say, of target companies for big tech versus management consulting. And so that means that a lot of the times uh, the recruitment cycles are I, are off cycle or some companies don't have form, like formalized uh, nationwide cycles at all. Um, and the result of that is that networking and getting referrals can be extremely important and the difference between getting an interview and not getting an interview. So um, especially for uh, the more junior programs, I'm thinking product manager, PM1, PM2, or even APM uh, programs and internships, uh, making sure that you're 
sort of on top of where their job listings are. I even set alerts for all of the different, um, all the different sort of job boards where it's possible. And then setting up coffee chats with people who are at my uh, target firms, whether it be a, a Walmart or an Intuit or whatever company that I think is compelling and, and I would like to work there, um, just to sort of get my foot in the door and talk to somebody about um, what they think are some of the biggest issues with like the products that uh, they're working on, what excites them about the products that they're working on. Um, and a lot of the times in those conversations and those like referral asks can lead to a first a first round interview when otherwise you're kind of throwing a resume into the void, especially um, in this current environment where there's um, a lot of uh, hiring freezes and stuff like that. Uh, getting in front of somebody at a company that you're interested in can make a big difference and be extremely helpful, more so than just uh, throwing in a random application. Great insights and advice, Kara. Um, I am sure that we have piqued the interest of a lot of people listening who want to take advantage of your breadth of experience and your knowledge in both of these arenas. And uh, we also appreciate the time you taking the time to share with us both your experience and some of your top tips. We're glad to have you on here at Management Consulted. Uh, for people who are interested in learning more about you or working with you, uh, kind of what can you speak to that? Are there are there kind of natural patterns in your availability? Or certainly your full availability is online, but anything you want to share about working with you? Yeah, certainly. Um, I coach people in both, as you mentioned, product management and consulting. Uh, I'm based out of CST, so I'm currently living in Bentonville, Arkansas. Uh, I'm available, I think, just all evenings as well as all weekends and even uh, Friday in the afternoon. So I'm pretty open. If there's anyone that has like late minute, uh, availability for like a recruiter call or like a first round or something like that, that can be arranged as well. So my availability is availability is pretty open. I'm on the website for management consultant as well as people can reach out to me on LinkedIn too. Perfect. Kara, thanks so much. Uh, and we want to wrap up here with a strategy simplified tradition. We have a couple of fun questions here at the end just to get to know you a little bit better on a personal level. So our first one here is, what is one thing that you're consuming, listening to, reading, or watching that's inspiring you right now? I think the last thing that I read, and it's, a, it's actually a really good book about... Um, how product management works, how like some of the best uh, tech teams kind of do their design sprints is called Sprints by Jake Knapp. Uh, so it tells a story about how Google Ventures figured out a way to go from idea to concept testing in, in five days. So like only one working day. Um, and I think that um, has sort of inspired me to speed up my uh, discovery and sort of get from um, idea to output and execution much faster. And it's jam-packed with stories that are that are really cool from everything from robotics companies to um, the early days of Google to some of the um, smartest people in the industry. So I would highly recommend um, reading that book for anyone who's interested in product or even design or, or user research. Very cool. Have to look into that. And then finally here, Kara, what is one piece of impactful advice that you've received from a mentor that you could pass on? Yeah, I would say that when I got my Walmart offer, uh, as you mentioned, I was like a year and a half at Bain. Um, it was 
certainly sooner that I than I expected to be thinking about leaving. And I was talking to um, one of one of the partners that I'm closest with at Bain uh, about the possibility and about the company, et cetera. And he kind of paused and told and told me to like slow down for a bit. Um, and I remember what he said was he had like a whole monologue about it, but but kind of the too long dinner read is don't sweat the small stuff. I think that uh, when I was um, working as hard as I was, I was leading my first work stream. I really wanted to just make a good impression on partners, clients, uh, even my other colleagues. And I was so worried about um, the perception of sort of following something that I've always wanted to do. I was worried about um, FOMO from not staying at Bain longer. Um, and so it was help, really helpful, especially from someone um, of that tenure and that I really look, look up to to uh, not sweat the small stuff. I mean, I, I think especially for people who spend their free time listening to career podcasts and reading about tech and stuff, I mean, at the end of the day, right, if you zoom out, we're all going to be fine. Um, people who are driven and who are thoughtful. Um, I've never looked at someone who is ambitious, who is following their dreams um, and is happy with what they're doing and thought like, they could do better. You know, like I, I think I could practice giving myself the same grace um, and admiration as I do for other people and, and not sweat the small stuff, as you said. Oh, Kara, I love that. And what a fantastic way to end. Really appreciate having you on today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Want to work directly with Kara? There's a link to her coaching calendar in the show notes. She actively coaches both candidates working towards strategy consulting and product management roles and would love to customize her coaching plan to your specific goals. All of our coaches are ex-McKinsey, Bain, or BCG consultants and interviewers who've been extensively vetted and only coach with us here at MC. They love working with prospective candidates to mock through full interviews or drill in the areas you need extra help. You can find a link in the show notes or read more about our offerings at managementconsulted.com. We'll see you next time.